Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spirit School. I am very excited to be here for another episode. It was really hard for me to scale back on this list. So I'm going to try my best to get through the topic that I'm really passionate about talking about and keep it focused-ish. It was supposed to be a Confident Lightworker week, but your girl got sick and her whole family got sick. It's kind of the first time I taught on it in a very specific way. And as I was building up the content for it, I kept having this thought around like, well, isn't this inconvenient? So like, isn't this inconvenient? So it started to inspire the topic around inconvenient truths in mediumship, in development, in life, in spiritual growth, in personal growth, and in confidence. So I'm just going to riff on a few of the inconvenient truths that have made my list so far. And then just keeping in mind, this is not a list in totality. We will see how this goes and how it resonates with all of you. So the number one inconvenient truth I want to talk about today is the only way to get over fear is to walk through it. Now, my podcast was born out of fear, right? So born out of it. Why I started the podcast was because I kept looking for somebody to talk about the not enoughness or the resistances or the mindset you have to walk through to be able to show up in this work very vulnerably. Like mediumship is vulnerable. Sitting in front of someone and just saying what you feel, hear, sense, and know and needing that validation from them that it's understood is a very vulnerable space to be in. So my hat's off to every reader who has ever stepped into the arena And I know that not everyone who listens to my podcast is somebody who does reading. So maybe this will help you give you a perspective of some of us who do readings, who do this work. Now, the only way through fear is to actually walk through it. And often what happens is when we want to do something, but we're scared to do it. And I'm just going to use readings as an example, but some of you will be able to resonate with this from different areas of your life. But the fear of showing up publicly to do readings is a real legit fear. It's not comfortable. It's vulnerable. It's very uncomfortable when you think about it. And realistically, what I'm saying here about this inconvenient truth is nothing's really going to prepare you or give you the confidence that you're looking for before you do the thing. Really, like I know that listening to this podcast and like learning even mediumship development for me will definitely help you feel more confident because I talk about the things that you're probably worried about too. I'm literally naming it. I'm saying the quiet part out loud, right? And so that in itself will give you a little bit of confidence because you're like, oh, okay, gosh, other people worry about this too. And that's the whole concept of this podcast. That's why I started it. That's why I continue to run it in the way that I run it. But even listening to me and even knowing that I have a similar lived experience to you, 
isn't the thing that's going to likely push you to do the thing. The only way that you're going to be able to build your own confidence and walk through that fear is to do the thing. So the confidence comes on the other side of the action. And this is something that was validated and verified to me through the year-long program I did around public speaking because I wanted to really heal my wound around being seen in a bigger way and move through that stage fright that has paralyzed me, I think, since 2013 is when it all started. So however you need to facilitate for yourself the opportunity to walk through the fear, that's how you're going to get the confidence, right? It's on the other side of the action. So using readings as an example, in the initiation, the eight-week mediumship foundations experience, day one, opening call, I let everyone know tomorrow you're going to get your first partner practice pairings and you got to complete these two readings before we meet again next week. And every single time, people hate me. <laughs> They're like, are you nuts? You haven't even told us what to do or what this should look like or what this sounds like. And I'm like, I know. I want you to experience what it's like to sit in front of somebody first and sit and meet someone and know that you're on the same page as other people in this space and that you're not alone. And every single time, every single class, and I've ran the initiation seven times already, but every single time I will get feedback from people either a week later or by the end of the program, I thought you were nuts throwing us in. But I'm so glad you did that. And they really needed that first experience, that first push to be able to put themselves in the arena to walk through that first fear. So week one, we walk through that first resistance. And once you walk through that first resistance, it's like, okay, I'm through the gates now. I'm in the park. <laughs> I'm in the park. But sometimes we do need that extra nudge and that opportunity, right? We really can't see anyone's potential until we give them the opportunity. And like the initiation is a space where the opportunity presents itself to see what your highest potential is. But you can spend your whole life, preparing yourself to feel confident before you do the thing. And I will say for most of us, we might actually end up waiting our whole lives to do that. And I don't want that to be your life. And I don't think that you're listening to spirit school wanting that to be your life either, right? You can listen to any people who are on their end of life beds, like their deathbeds. And you'll hear this from different hospice workers, different books that are out there, blogs, YouTubes, you know, at the end of time, we're there with our thoughts and our memories and unfortunately our regrets as well. And so just knowing that being an end-of-life doula and obviously working in the world of mortality, like through my mediumship, I definitely don't want to get to the end of my days and regret not doing something just because I either didn't feel ready or I didn't have that inner confidence yet. And so sometimes you might have to realize that one of the inconvenient truths is that confidence actually comes after you do the thing. So that is one of the inconvenient truths. Another inconvenient truth, I wrote it separately, but I already addressed it, is confidence comes on the other side of the action. Your third inconvenient truth for this podcast episode is the time is always now. The time is always now. This is another thing that I see as I support different lightworkers through different business initiatives or offerings that they want to put out or classes they want to host. And there's like this waiting game. There's a meme out there that I always post and it's one of the spirit school sayings now and I have some 
promotional materials coming out with this saying on it, but everyone's waiting for that signier sign and the signiest sign to be able to take action forward and confident action forward. And sometimes maybe you can be your own sign, (laughs) I'm hoping. But if you have the inspiration now, that means that your soul presented that to you, that opportunity, your spirit, your soul presented something to you. And to me, one of the most offensive things you can do for yourself is to challenge it or say, okay, that's a next year thing, or I'm going to wait until like 10 ducks are in a row for me to take action on that. And I'm here to say that if you have an inspiration on something, that you should run with it. Okay, so I can look at the evidence of my three-year full-time career now, I think February 18th, three years now of like launching things, running programs, like launching memberships, pivoting a little bit in the business and stuff. And I'm here to tell you the weirdest thing that I have experienced is when I do something before I maybe am fully ready, it always works out amazingly, like pleasantly, surprisingly. And then anytime I get an idea and I try to build some perfection around it or a clear pathway (laughs) or overthink it or overprepare, it usually ends up flopping. So one thing that I've had to learn for myself is to really harness the inspiration in the now and run with it. Now, some things I will say, because I'm somebody who gets a lot of ideas, I'm a manifesting generator, as a lot of my students have pointed out to me, they're like, man, you're a manifesting generator, because I'm always manifesting things. And because I do tend to like to run off the inspirations in the moment, I've had to build a life around me that can accommodate that. So my old limited mindset would be like, I'm just one person, I can't do all of this. But I have a team now. I have people supporting me. I have people who are very passionate about spirit school and very passionate about my life's work and their own life's work, which is adjacent and very connected in with mine. And so I actually have an opportunity in the way that I've set up my life that I can actually run with ideas that come through a lot quicker now. And I can run you through actual examples and maybe I'll do that in the membership, but I can run through everything that I've launched in the past few years and how I launched it and how well it did. And I know looking back that one of the most inconvenient truths is that when I didn't do it in the moment of inspiration, it didn't work out to be very successful. So the time is always now. Trust that inspiration that's coming through you, okay? Another inconvenient truth is you can always see things from a higher perspective. Now, this is something that has really pulled me out of my humanity a few times. There are times where I definitely felt personally victimized by things. There are definitely things that have happened that have been like really hard, definitely a struggle in my humanity. And I can get really stuck in the vortex of the energy of that of which is not going well. I think that's part of our human condition in many ways. And I think part of the human experience is learning to get to a place where we can lead ourselves out of those experiences or at least try to gather the meaning behind why certain things continue to happen or do happen. And sometimes it takes a while to come out of that energy of things happening to us that are out of our control that don't feel good. 
And one of the most inconvenient truths is sooner or later, you will be asked to look at that situation from a higher perspective. Now, sometimes that higher perspective will come through an external source. Like if you have a coach or a therapist or peers that you collaborate with when it comes to your own spiritual and personal growth. Sometimes you'll be going through some deep healing journey and a couple years down the road when you've kind of progressed along your healing journey, you might be asked to look back at some situations that have come up for you and see the higher perspective of why or how something happened for us, right? Happened to us and for us. Don't get me wrong. Some things happened for us and some things happened to us. And it sucks as part of the human condition that some things that happen to us, we have to live with right? It's out of our control. Some things happen to us. And trust me, you know, a lot of us have been through a lot of things. A lot of us awaken to the spiritual path through trauma. And so I don't want to like bypass that or minimize it in any way because it is a big deal. And one of the quotes that really helped me pull out of the past is, you know, history is written. So now what? Like what has happened has happened. So what are we going to do with it now? And I'm here to say that through everything I've been through in my life, and I'm not going to list it all out because that's not what this episode's about, but I have been asked to look at everything from my past in that higher perspective. And it happens so often and so consistently that I'm in a position now 10 years into my healing journey, I'm in my 10th year now, that I am able to move through this process a lot quicker. So whereas I started therapy in 2016 and I started having to look at what happened to me when I was a child and look at like the higher perspective of things and look at how my life has shifted because some of these situations that have come up that were out of my control, I'm in a position now because I have the tools and the resources around me and the skill set within me that when things come up that are not so great, I can usually turn around within a couple days and pull myself into the zoom out perspective to kind of see this from a higher perspective. So to give you like a real tangible lived experience right now, and I just want to premise this, I don't want anyone to feel bad about what I'm about to say because I don't feel bad about it and I wouldn't talk about it if I did. So I had this idea last year and this kind of ties into what I was talking about earlier, but I had this idea last year of starting an agency. Now, at first, the agency idea was about having readers under my brand. But then one of the people that I handpicked started showing their true colors. And I started seeing the reputational risk I would have as I vouch for other people working under my brand. And it kind of freaked me out because I just saw this person in their highest perspective, like in their highest vision. And then it shocked me. It like blindsided me. When I saw like the ego come through and the desire for fame and like where people were like really operating. And that really kind of freaked me out from pursuing the agency at the beginning of 2022. And so I put it to the side, right? So again, this is part of the first lesson as well. And I kind of just went on with life. So the year has flown by and things started moving along, but this idea around this agency kept coming up. And it changed direction a couple times as I was thinking about it. And I think that's because I left it too long, by the way, too, which kind of points down to the time is always now, the lesson with that. So I move along into this fall and I'm like ready to launch and I test the idea and I get feedback from a few people who indicated that they were interested. And then I launch it 
and it was like totally crickets. Not a single person (laughs) signed up. So it was one of those things that was easy to close the door on and like move to the side. But I know that there's like a piece of me that felt like, why? Like, how could this happen? I did everything right. I planned this out. I tested it. I did my due diligence. I bent over backwards to try to make this as accessible and accommodating for as many people as possible. And it was complete crickets. And for me, the funny thing is it only took me about two days to be able to see this from a higher perspective where I was like, okay, when I look at overall what I have going on right now, I have my school opening next year. I'm taking possession in like four weeks (laughs) and construction is going to start. I have my first retreat in April. I have the initiation 2.0 starting. I have the initiation 1.0 starting in January. I feel in some ways from that higher perspective, spirit was kind of saying, put this aside. This isn't where we need your focus. We need your attention, time and energy focused over here. And when I look back from that higher perspective, I could see the signs that spirit was giving me along the way. And I ignored them because I kept thinking I made this commitment to people and I need to follow this through. But then the people told me really loud and clear that this isn't needed right now. So that's just kind of an example of something recently that, you know, I probably spent a couple months on this, like definitely like dozens of hours on this. I was very disappointed at first, but it didn't take me long to zoom out of and get that higher perspective. And I'm grateful for how things have transformed now from it. So I hope that that helps. And I want to give you a clairvoyant exercise. And I do this in mediumship as well. This is one of the tips I have in the initiation. A lot of people will say things like, I have somebody here, but nobody can place them, or I'll be describing this information, and my sitter says, well, that sounds like my dad, but he's still living. Okay, and this is how I learned how to do this technique back in 2014. I would simply, clairvoyantly, zoom my perspective out, and I would ask the question, who is showing this to me? Because I know with my own discernment, I'm picking this up mediumistically, but it's obviously not dad, because dad is still here. So I would zoom out. And as soon as I would be able to zoom out, I would become aware of a spirit communicator who was connected with dad, right? So dad was the connection, but that zoom out technique helped me identify, okay, it was dad's mom that was communicating through me about her son. Okay. So that zoom out technique, I do the exact same thing when I'm like trying to heal something. Can I see this from the eyes of the angels? Can I see this from the lens of the spirit world? Can I zoom out? and see what the bigger learning is as part of this situation. And that for me has been a very inconvenient truth and one that has been very helpful for me. So I hope you find it helpful for you as well. Another inconvenient truth is you grow the most through discomfort, okay? So you can look back at your life and probably clearly see different situations that you maybe stayed in a little bit too long or avoided discomfort, so you chose to stay small. So just say like you're unhappy at your job, like you're just miserable, you're so unhappy. And you're living in that discomfort anyways, which you don't actually realize often. But the thought of pivoting careers or switching jobs is so overwhelming. And so to avoid the discomfort of that shift, you just kind of stay put and live in the discomfort that is familiar to you, that feels like home a little bit because you've been existing in it for so long. 
And so a lot of us will avoid discomfort that's come up a lot in the spirit messages in the past year. So you can kind of see the formulation of some of the philosophies that I'm getting actually start a lot with the spirit messages. And over months and years, the philosophy expands in a way that I can teach on it in my human, right? Not when I'm channeling. The truth is, when we are not choosing to grow through the discomfort, we are choosing to stay the same in a familiar discomfort. When we look at times where we have made courageous decisions to maybe switch jobs, switch careers, switch positions, can you not see how much growth you have experienced through some of those situations that you have put yourself through, right? And so I hate thinking about this because I don't want to give a message out there that like, you know, you're not growing if you're not in pain because that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, We often don't think about changing things if everything's going well and we're comfortable. So the cycles and seasons that I've been very aware of as this teaching has shown up in my life is that I will actually go through cycles almost monthly, but almost like seasonally a little bit too, where I will get a streak in life where it's like everything's going well. I'm like, I'm in my season right now. I'm in that flow of can't put a foot wrong. Everything I'm doing feels good. People are resonating with it. I feel good about it. Life is flowy. Things are going amazing. And I ride those flows like there's no tomorrow. I ride those flows and I don't hop off, okay? So I honor those flows. And then there are seasons like I'm in right now as I'm recording this and I'm showing up anyways that things are not going well. Life is challenging right now. So what do we do? Well, life doesn't have to cease because I'm uncomfortable and because life isn't going all that amazing right now. But I know through the cycles of seeing this that every time I get back into that flow state, I come back stronger. I come back more inspired. I come back more my true self. I come back more powerful. I come back more clear. So it's like those times where I'm in the ebb where like life is not going really well. I can walk myself through that higher perspective shift. And because I know that all we really have here is the now, and this is where I'm at now, I have to accept this and see what this is all about and do that work around it. The flow is eventually going to come. So these hard times don't paralyze me anymore because I've seen the growth continuously through the times that are not so well and like they're challenging. And quite frankly, they fucking suck for a lot of them, to be honest with you. Sorry, baby earmuffs out there for all the babies who are listening. But I have seen the biggest expansion on the flow side of that ebb that I honored. So just see life as being this cycle of ebbs and flows. And what I tell people is ride that flow, honor that ebb, because it's very seasonal. And if you're here to do the big work, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of you find a very similar cycle. So See those ebbs as times of deep personal transformation and growth, but also know that you can still grow through good times. But when you find yourself in that discomfort, there's something to look at there. There's expansion on the other side of what you're experiencing. And I almost see them as like personal leaps, even a little bit more than being like a victim to life a little bit, I should say. Okay, this next one comes from one of my favorite memes of all time. And I just can't believe how big of a life lesson. And if you wonder why I post my spiritual meme roundup Mondays on social media, I just find 
so much nuanced truth within memes. I just think they're just brilliant ways of expressing things in a very concise and synthesized way, right? So this meme said, once I accepted my cringe, I was totally free. Anyone who does podcasting or teaching from, and this is something you need to know that we experience, I will say every time and for everyone. Obviously, this is going to be for people who resonate with it. I'm not trying to speak on behalf of everyone on this planet, right? But from what I have experienced and people who I know have experienced is when you turn the podcast mic off or the class ends, and then by the time the next day comes, you're thinking of all the things that maybe you shouldn't have said, all the things that you would say differently, all the things that you didn't say, and there can be a little bit of a cringe factor that comes with that. And it's like, oh, I could have said that a little bit differently, or that could have been a lot more concise. I forgot to give the context around that. And that is the path of a podcaster and a path of a teacher as well. There's always going to be that cringe factor moment where you're like, oh, I wish I could take that back. I wish I didn't say that. But the truth is these cringe moments are here to teach us how to accept ourselves as we come. And I'm telling you, much like intention is a secret sauce of life, I used to make these spiritual sprays and I had on the side of the bottle, like these are sacred sprays I've made with deep intention. But make no mistake, like your intention is the magic behind this tool. And that's very true. The intention is just such a big thing in life. But I've come to learn through my healing journey that acceptance is also another secret sauce that helps you live a free and expansive life, learning to accept yourself as you have come, learning to accept the things that may have happened, learning to accept the things that haven't. I will tell you that when I look at the things that I have healed over the past few years, over the past decade, the healing actually could not start until I came into a state of acceptance with it. Once I came into a state of acceptance with it, the real healing could then start. So, An inconvenient truth is once you accept yourself fully, you'll have less things to worry about. You'll be totally free. You'll be able to step into your authentic self. You'll be able to speak about things that you're passionate about. Just accept yourself as you come, as you are right now. Okay, just two more and then we will close up here for the day. But one of the other ones I have to say is, in the end, you truly are your own best friend. Now, this comes from somebody I have hired multiple coaches, like life coaches, business coaches, paying people to be my business bestie, like all these different things. And in the end, one of the most shocking things for me was like, wow, it was actually me all along. It was still me that had to push myself through all the things that I went through. And yes, it was nice to have a sounding board and it was nice to have somebody who understood. But in the end, I was my own cheerleader and I was my own coach because I had to get to a place where I could lead myself through every single situation. And in turn, I came to realize, wow, I am really my own best friend, like always and forever. I'm really the one who has to lead myself and who has to make these decisions and take action. It's me. It's all me. And so when I came to that realization, I had to start thinking about 
well, what kind of friend do I want to be to myself? Like, what kind of friend do I like to have around, right? Like, what are the qualities of a friendship that I hold most valuable? And I started trying to be that for myself and seeing myself as my own best friend. So that's an inconvenient truth as well. And your final inconvenient truth for the day is you're actually not meant to bypass the human experience. Now, this is something that was very conflicting for me to even consider and think about bringing up in this podcast because I don't think this was as much as a problem before I entered the online space because I just didn't see it. And this could have been around for a long time. But the inconvenient truth is we signed up for an experience to be a human, like to have a human experience and to live this human experience in its fullness. And there's so much messaging and there's so much dialogue out there about ascending beyond and rising above in a lot of ways in different classes that I've invested in and different teachers that I've kind of bought into has been around really trying to draw you to bypass a lot of the human experience and ignore those icky feelings and just replace them with better ones and just replace them with better thoughts. But the human experience is, hey, that thought came up and it came up for a reason. And that might not even be my thought. That might be my father's thought or that might be my first husband's thought or that might be the first person who fired me thought. It came up from me and through me, but it's not from me. You know what I mean? It came from someone else. And it's an opportunity to look at healing because when we heal, Spirit very well might ask us to turn around and share about that experience that we walk through because that's going to create a ripple effect for other people to receive healing through your experiences, right? So yes, I love manifestation. I love positive thinking. I love affirmations. But what I don't love is all of that in the name of replacing and bypassing something that our humanity has asked us to experience. And so one of the inconvenient truths is that we did sign up for a human experience and we really did sign up for the colorfulness of it all. And I think that it's worth celebrating. It's not like I want you to celebrate grief or, you know, celebrate despair or any of those icky feelings. But what I would say around that is, is there an opportunity here to zoom out and look at this from the higher perspective and honor my humanity while I am growing as a spiritual being as well as a human being? And what I encourage you to do is just look at this for yourself and how this sits with you. Because this is something that really came up for me when I lost Bender, when Bender died. I was shocked. I was like, wow, I literally serve spirit as a career. Like I have dedicated at that time eight years of my life to the spirit world and to helping other humans through spiritual offerings. I don't know why I thought that would give me a little bit of a pass or that would help my cat suffer a little bit less. I don't know why. That was the naivety of me. And when I was able to work through a lot of that grief and a lot of that healing, one thing that kept coming through was that I needed to experience that. That was my first time experiencing grief. 
And, you know, the cost of love is grief. We will grieve something that we love if we lose it, right? And that's a relationship, that's a career. Like grief comes up in in really interesting ways. And I don't think I could be a fully operational medium unless I went through this life experiencing grief at the level that I personally experienced it because it really kind of blindsided me. And it was a big lesson for me to see like, wow, okay, even mediums, even people who are aware and have full faith that there is life continual and that this isn't just it and that life continues and that angels exist and that our creator loves us and that the world of spirit supports us, we will still experience the fullness and the richness of this entire human experience. So I'm just here to ask you to focus on your spiritual evolution and focus on your spiritual development, but don't forget your humanity. And don't bypass the human experience while you're here. Because I can just imagine us on the other side, sitting around like a blue flame, like campfire, just like trading stories and learning from each other's experiences. And I do believe, and I don't have evidence of this, and maybe as my career progresses, more will come out around this. But I do believe that by us coming here to have the full human experience and the range of emotions and range of experiences, not only do us and our closest proximity circles grow and evolve, but I also do believe our guides evolve. Those connected to us in our soul family on the other side also evolve by us having this experience. I don't think it's just about us and our light. So from that higher perspective, I think that there is so much to be gained in the spirit world from our experiences in our humanity. So that is what I'm going to say about this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to know if you want to, you know, hashtag Inconvenient Truths and like tag me on Instagram, Squamish Medium, or come into Spirit School, the free community, and share your own Inconvenient Truths. I'd be happy to talk about them and riff on them. This was a full riff, by the way. I just had the truths up and I'm like, what do I want to say about it? What came through is just what I feel inspired to say about them today. And of course, you know, when I'm in a different mood and in the future, it might come out a little bit differently, but it's how I feel like talking about it today. So I would love to know a bit more about your inconvenient truths. So for now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Spirit School and hopefully I will see you in Spirit School. Have a good one. Did you know that Spirit School is not just a podcast? It's an actual school. If you go to myspiritschool.com, you can invest in self-study courses, live programs, and of course, the Spirit School Collective, my baby, my monthly membership community. All Spirit School offerings are intended to get you feeling clear, confident, and connected to your spiritual path, your development journey, and of course, connected to other spiritual curious souls who are having similar experiences to you. I hope to see you in Spirit School.